Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. My name is Pete Wright. I'm sitting around the table with Scott Lissett. Hello, Scott. Hi, Pete. Good to see you again. Same here. And John Patton. John, hello. Good to be back, Pete. You know, we started a, a conversation uh, uh, now many weeks back, it seems like, about you know the idea of implementing a methodology, a project management methodology in an organization, and and I, I think we we did a full four episodes on on dealing with you know what is a methodology, what are the minimum standards of a methodology, and today, John, I think you had brought to the table you wanted to talk about this concept of levels of practice and the PMO. Yeah. Uh, what sort of standard practices do organizations have? How do they develop these standard practices and, and uh, provide some guidelines on, on uh, establishing project management governance? Okay, Pete. Um, let me introduce some professional terms, then I'll use substitute terms to uh, use with an, with an organization that has a low level of practice. Um, one of the key terms in our profession nowadays is this term called governance. And it addresses the, the, the structure, loose or tight, around the use of a project management methodology. Uh, it answers the question that some organizations ask. We went out, we got training for everybody, why hasn't it stuck? And in many of those cases, there has been no governance. So I'll define uh, governance in our talk here. And then you use the term PMO. Well, what does PMO? People who go to PMI meetings talk about the PMO. Uh, PMI is the Project Management Institute, the uh, organization that establishes standards for PMI. Highly influential. Well, why don't we define PMO? Well, that's uh, What next. do the words mean? Uh, the, the words can mean, you'll hear two things, Scott. Yeah. Uh, one is a program management office, and the more generic term is project management office. Now, as soon as you say project management office, it apply, implies an organizational unit. And right out of the box, Many organizations with low levels of maturity is the word in our profession, but I don't like to use it because it suggests maturity and immaturity. We don't want to insult people. So uh, with low levels of practice, let's use the term practice, uh, we'll reject an additional organizational unit because they don't understand the use. Uh, so in establishing governance, <clears throat> we uh, have to have somebody responsible for the standardization and documentation of the practices that we will use. We recommend that in organizations that have uh, low levels of practice, we establish a steering committee consisting of people at director level and above. And we're going to ask initially about 25% of their times to establish governance. And then on an ongoing basis, we're going to ask that they meet about two hours a month to take on governance issues. Uh, they focus in the beginning very much on, on training, getting the organization trained, uh, but um, uh, also uh, on uh, certification a little later on as they become more uh, advanced, um, uh, on improvement of those standards, um, process evaluation, uh, making sure the executives in all higher level management in the company understand and buy into uh, project management. And that's at this level of um, PMO uh, that is virtual, virtual PMO. Uh, how do you handle process improvement? For those companies, uh, rather than do audits, uh, those are kind of scary. Uh, we typically have semi-annual or annual conversations with the steering committee. 
and and say, well, we we uh, we walked around the organization here, and these are the things we see in practice. Good job. And uh, after listening to you this morning, what we recommend as the next two things you ought to implement and go for the following items, and then uh, let them mount a project to do those, and <clears throat> uh, assuming they they buy into that. Now, from the virtual project management office, a little later, uh, the project management office can be uh, one of the directors with a couple of administrative assistants. This director still leads the steering committee, but now they focus on support, so assistance in project plans. Uh, project control, an assistant to the project manager on the largest, most important projects. <coughs> And then um, a sort of a, um, a frequently asked question center or problem handling center for project managers who want uh, advice on problems they're running into. Now there are about four levels of PMO here, uh, Pete and Scott. Uh, the, the third one is what we call the, the matrix PMO where all of the uh, project managers in the organization have a dotted line relationship with the director of the PMO. Uh, so the director will have regular meetings with these project managers as a group. Uh, the director will be responsible for holding uh, a uh, full project <coughs> uh, portfolio review where we get about a, a five to ten minute uh, review of each of the projects uh, active in the portfolio. Uh, they also handle uh, entry and processing of new portfolio items. Uh, and then finally, that can progress if the organization wants it to what we call the complete um, PMO, where uh, it also contains project managers who work on only the most um, significant projects for the company. And so they, we, we keep the, the matrix organization assisting project managers uh, for the smaller uh, project, departmental projects in different organizations, but now there is a career path uh, for those project managers and, and as the organization increases its practice the human resources um, uh, organization will be involved in establishing that career path. So that at the, uh, the final PMO uh, it, it's a little different uh, from that uh, sort of bare bones virtual PMO in the beginning. We think, see things like uh, performance management uh, service there, uh, benefit mapping, project metrics, uh, impact management for um, uh, risk uh, management, uh, help on communications, process improvement, uh, integration, resource and financial uh, uh, services, and then education and training. Those are the elephant, uh, elephants, elements of a, uh, a really full-blown project management office function. Now, um, uh, one would think that that every organization would want to improve their level of practice. And uh, what I've seen is that that's not always true. Uh, some organizations uh, seem to have more interest than, uh, than, than, uh, than others in improving their project management level of practice. And which of these four types of PMO uh, an organization decides to implement uh, should be dependent on uh, many different factors within the organization, some of which are what's the size of the organization, how many employees are there, uh, how many projects 
are being worked on uh, at any given time. Uh, is it just a handful or is it several dozen, 30, 40, 50, 100 projects? Um, how, significant, how significantly have projects been falling short? Just by a little bit or by a lot? Um, and uh, what's the change culture? Um, what is the um, attitude uh, towards uh, doing things uh, very differently uh, in just one step or is a more gradual uh, change approach needed? If we were to, to look at um, uh, a traditional view uh, prior to some recent products <clears throat> was to look at, at total practices available in project management and best practices and break them up into about five levels. And we've seen the virtual project office work well <clears throat> up into level three, through level three. Uh, and uh, many companies are just very happy, as you say, Scott, to get there. Com significant competitive advantage comes from project management in levels four and five. And invariably, uh, in that kind of uh, setting, I see either some kind of business unit function or a person uh, specifically with the responsibility of project management or a divisional function. And that's where we start seeing matrix and complete uh, project management offices. But what our assertion is here is, uh, check me on this, is that you know, even uh, adopting the willingness to invest in the project management office uh, infrastructure, going just starting to the virtual and, and un with an understanding that you have a place to go is a key strategic advantage for, for getting the work done. <coughs> As, uh, it's, uh, it's just essential, Pete. If a company's going to invest money in training, you know, we ask them to invest four hours initially in sensitizing the executives and higher levels of management in, 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 in to governance and the fact that they have a very important role, and if they don't accept the role or if they don't understand it, uh, then uh, there's a high risk of this training going to waste. Well, that, that, that's just such an important point, John, because um, I've seen examples of organizations where uh, the rank and file know that they need to do projects better, and they may go out and seek training, maybe at the manager or the director level, but uh, if there's no support at the highest levels of the company for uh, significantly improving the level of practice um, of the organization, then uh, it's going to be very difficult then to see the kind of progress, the kind of improvement um, that you're talking about here with these four kinds of uh, PMOs. Briefly, can you give us an example of why an executive sort of rank would not support, you know, this sort of initiative, if the rank and file is particularly yeah, talking about? Yeah, um, well, um, believe it or not, um, some senior executives don't understand the benefit of project management. Uh, they don't understand how it can impact the bottom line or how it can affect uh, ongoing operations. Um, and so for them, uh, they see project management training or uh, a PMO as an expense. They see it as a drain on the organization, uh, not as something that can uh, return, uh, um, uh, have a return on investment uh, that will actually improve uh, the company's competitive stance uh, and its ability to um, compete in the marketplace. Yes, Scott, <clears throat> we're in a recession now, and uh, we're uh, seeing project managers get laid off. Like in every recession, 
One, because the, the list of projects has been shortened due to the uh, lack of money available. But number two, because executives have never really seen the value of dedicated project managers. And uh, there's that fear always uh, of uh, what's called formal project management, seen as bureaucracy by fast-moving entrepreneurial creative executives. And in fact, if any of our listeners want to do a Google search on the terms formal project management, the responses are all from people and companies selling solutions on how to avoid formal <laughs> project <laughs> management. And that includes us. You know, uh, it, it, it's sure. about matching the need uh, to the practice level of the organization and taking them through improvement and always justifying it against the improvement in the business bottom line. So note to self, um, promote more project managers to C-level uh, executive positions because they apparently get it. Uh, thank you, gents, for, uh, for your time today. On behalf of Scott Lissett and John Patton, I am Pete Wright. Join us again next week for another Ask Kate.